welcome back everyone to another episode of The Business Of. I'm your host, Natalie Pierre-Lewis. If this is your first time listening, every episode I talk to entrepreneurs in different and unique industries and chat about the everyday business challenges they face. The goal of my podcast is twofold. The first is to educate aspiring entrepreneurs about what it takes to actually run a business, no matter how off the wall. The second is to show all of you out there that it is possible to make a living doing what you love. I myself am an entrepreneur. I'm a licensed attorney who helps other entrepreneurs get their business paperwork together, like getting an EIN number, having contracts, getting trademarked, hiring employees. I help with all of that. If you're interested in any of the services that I offer, please go to linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm, linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm, linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm. I also want to remind you guys that my intellectual property webinar is coming out on March 20, 2019, March 20, 2019, March 20, 2019. Tickets are only $21 right now. So go to linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm to learn the basics of trademarks, patents, and copyrights in about two hours. Now onto the show. One of the things I love about my podcast is that it gives me a chance to talk to people I otherwise wouldn't have a reason to. I'm nosy like that. But another reason I love it is because I'm able to reconnect with people from my past and see where life has taken them. This time it is with friend and author Amelia Aborg. Amelia and I went to high school together in Boston. Go Wolfpack! Uh, Since then, I've run into her a number of times on my visits home, headed off to some charity or fundraising event. Uh, She wrote a children's book called A Gift for Beth a few years ago that caught my attention when she was doing selected readings on social media. She has since written others, and I caught up with her to see how it all came about and the path she's taken since graduation. All right. Hello, everyone. Um, Thank you, Amelia, for being here. So we are, this is not just an interview about an entrepreneur. This is a catch-up chat with uh, one of my high school friends, um, Amelia Berg. And uh, Amelia has written uh, a children's book, but before we even get to that, I wanna take some time to find out where she's been, because we, we haven't really had a chance to catch up, uh, you know, since high school, college, and I just wanna know what path led you here. Sure, so um, hi everyone. I am Amelia, born and raised in Boston. Um, so happy to do the catch up with Natalie. Um, she's all but black girl magic and then some. Oh, I, um, so I graduated from Regis. I did my undergrad and graduate degree in communications. So a lot of my background is in communications and marketing. And so mm-hmm. what happened was I um, left and I started working for Regis doing PR and marketing, branding them as a choice school uh, for liberal arts in the New England region. Mm-hmm. And then from there left to go on to um, run communications and marketing for the Red Cross, um, the local division, and did a pivot there um, because one of the things that I really wanted to do was work with programs. And so we, I really got an opportunity to head up their youth division and grow it from a 600 member core to almost 1100 young people in Eastern Massachusetts. Wow. Um, and That's so, impressive. yeah, so it's really just leveraging communications and marketing to create brand presence mm-hmm. around a lot of what fun things that, are, that the Red Cross at the time was doing, but really articulating that to 
all the different stakeholders that work with our young people, including college students. And so I am, um, so I, I was at, uh, I, I was, I worked for the Red Cross doing communications and marketing. So pretty much the Red Cross is an international organization. Either people know them through blood or they know them through disaster. But a lot of what I did was really working within their program. So they did a lot of community programs in our division, which is all of um, Eastern Massachusetts. And so um, I would be the woman that they would call, you know, to come out to disasters. I worked on a couple of disaster relief operations, um, including explosions and fires. And so um, really loved doing that, but really wanted to kind of you know, get to my core, which is really um, working with young people and women. And so um, there, there was an opportunity that came up to help kind of brand their young youth programs. At the time, they didn't really have a great program for it. Um, it was thriving. And so really and truly lo looking at my communications and marketing background, looking about how we talked about the program, really kind of growing it, like I said, to from 600 young people to over 1,100 young people. So um, was really, you know, how you know, happy to do that work and work with young people. I think every young person can be great. They just need something and someone to to drag it out of them. So, um, you know, but really kind of feeling the urge of wanting to do something new. So I, it just so happened that the women who worked in our fundraising department at the time had gone back to ABCD. And so she called me and said that they were looking for somebody to produce their 50th anniversary working with um, Queen Latifah. <laughs> and so um, interviewed for the position and then um, started, you know, kind of another loop around uh, another industry, which is producing special events. So I, for the past six years, have been producing special events for um, ABCD which is Boston's anti-poverty agency. We help mm -hmm. over 100,000 people out of poverty every year. Um, I like to say to people that, you know, in terms of thinking about that number, you know, think of two packed Fenway Park stadiums. You know, that's how many mm -hmm. people we help. And so um, in terms of kind of the work that I do, I like to say, you know, it's, it's a lot of sex appeal and it's a lot, it sounds a lot of, like a lot of fun really drilling down in terms of what makes an event great um, is really looking at the experience and so I get to work with a lot of different people um, from all walks of life to, um, to produce our special event and so I produced the big ones which is Build the Dream which is a baseball tournament um, on Fenway Park so you get to pay you pay to play on Fenway Park and so um, it's been going on for over 20 years and then I produced their um, annual gala so we have over a thousand people from all over Boston that come to, to participate and celebrate um, people in the community. So we've had people like Harry Belafonte speak and The Roots and Danny Glover and Spike Lee. Last year we had Leslie Odom Jr. Um, and so, you know, the other event that we do is really um, a baseball, a basketball tournament called Hoop Dreams. And so that's co-hosted by Doc Rivers and Coach Stevens um, of the Celtics and Bob Ryan. So it's the same idea, only people get to play on the parquet floor at the TD Garden. And so um, it's really interesting, I think, for the most part. Um, a lot of my career has been around working for brands that matter and really looking at 
how I, from the communications, marketing, program, project management spectrum can add value to people's bottoms, bottom line. So um, we are on the precipice, Natalie, of our 20th anniversary for yeah. high school. So oh, um, wait. we need to plan that. Oh, yeah. I, oh, gosh. <laughs> you have said that, girl. <laughs> so, for all the world to hear, we are young. <laughs> we are young. We are young. Um, I, said, I said, I don't know any foolishness about being old, but get, you know, Satan get me behind me. I'm young. Yes. You know. But um, just backtracking a little um, in terms of like your work in charity and fundraising, I remember I would run into you a lot in Boston when I would come home and you would always be going off to some type of fundraiser or event like, or charity event. Like you've always been very involved in that as far as, as, as I've known. Yeah, no, I, I, I think it's, um, you know, it matters and it's always good to be a part of the world that you want to see and to, to replicate that. And so I always like to give back whenever I can, um, wherever I can. And, you know, you meet so many different people. And I've always learned that, you know, I, I love working with people and I, I love people as a whole. I'm very curious. Um, but I'm also, you know, always trying to figure out, you know, how, you know, to work with great people. And so I'm always trying to attract that energy into my life. That's amazing. So, so in all of this, how did all of this culminate into this children's book? So I, um, I got my master's, I want to say um, probably in 06. And when I was getting my master's, um, I literally had this idea. I've always wanted to have a children's series. And I've always mm -hmm. wanted to write stories. It's, you know, when I was a young kid, I, you know, I went to a, uh, conference at MIT because I wrote my first book when I was at the Tobin and Amazing. so I um it's always been like at my core I've always loved st telling stories I've always loved talking to people about their story and, and really encouraging people to share their story um, and even for the events that I do now whenever I have to talk to people or put together a program or put words in people's mouths and interview them you know about their uh their kind of trajectory and how they got to, to be or coach people in terms of how they share their stories. It's really something that speaks to my, my soul. And so I had written this book, literally, we're in 2019. I, I, I wrote it literally like 10 years ago, over 10 years ago. And like I put, I wrote, I actually, to be quite honest, I've written like five books. And then oh, yeah. in addition to that, I also wrote um, a manuscript for the life of how my sisters and I grew up in Boston. So while I was getting my master's, I was doing all this creative writing, just writing down everything. So anytime I had time, um, kind of how I, my mind works, I like literally put together, put together like a proposal of kind of like ideas. So literally plotting out stories of like characters and experiences. And so for this particular children's series, I, I thought about it and I know it sounds a little crazy, but I always thought like, you know, if I have a daughter, I would want to read my words to her. And so um, really um, working on trying to get an agent, trying to get, um, you know, uh, going the natural kind of basic route um, at the time, which really, really wasn't, you know, kind of speaking to me because I really am the type of person that 
I wanted to kind of help create the process. I had a vision for how the how Beth was going to look. I had a vision for how the dog would look, um, and you know, I had a vision of kind of what I wanted. And I, you know, I chose to go the self-publishing route. So I um, went with Ex Libris and really just put together a package and just um, you know put it out um, literally in March of 2015. And so. Um, you know, I've been pushing the book ever since, and it's been great. It's been very well received, especially by parents um, who, the, the girl in the, in the story, um, you know, she gets a dog for the holiday, and it talks about her family, and her family's biracial, um, so her, her mom is African-American, her father's black, the dog that she gets is, like, mixed, a mixed dog, and, like, it's just a really cool story and it's written in poetry. So, um, you know, it's been very fascinating to me. A lot of people reach out to me. Um, you know, one of the, one of the women, I think one of the readers that I had, she's in, um, Kentucky and she's like, you know, she's like, Oh my gosh, like my daughter loves your book. She loves Tilly. Tilly is the name of the dog that she gets at the end. And she's like, you know, my daughter loves the book so much and there are no books that, with her that look like her, you know, and just mm -hmm. things like that, like that multiplied by like a hundred, like literally is just like amazing. And I've been working on a number of um, different things. One is a poetry book. So I've been really working on like writing that because, you know, in addition to balancing my job, my community work, um, really getting a chance to write and focus. That's kind of what I'm going to do this year. But hopefully um, I'll be able to produce another book that will continue the series uh, for Beth's New Gift, which is the name of the first book. And mm -hmm. then in addition to that, publish a poetry book as awesome. well. That's amazing. So before we get into like the boring kind of nitty gritty stuff, but the stuff that fascinates me, <laughs> um, I want you to give um, the people who are listening just a brief idea of who is who is this children's book great for like if they were gonna buy this book for a ch for a child in their life who who is the book targeted for or what, is um, the, or what is the goal of the book so the goal of the book is really to share that story um it's for anyone who um loves dogs or and it's for anybody who loves poetry really and truly um usually it works with uh, young girls and boys who are probably, I would say, in the fourth grade and up. Um, mm -hmm. And so, unless you're a very mature third grader, you know, I don't like to put anybody in the box, but, um, <laughs> you know, essentially, uh, you know, Beth loves science. She loves math, which is something that really resonates with the young readers, especially those who are in STEM. Um, and really and truly, just anybody who likes a good read. And it's, it's very um, colorful in terms of the pictures and the book itself. Um, and so, so yeah, so I think, you know, I, I think it's been really great to see people respond to it. And, um, you know, I can't wait to push out the next one. I just, I, um, you know, it's always just so exciting connecting with readers and, and, and sharing the story. Awesome. So all you guys there, you got your early Christmas um, present. You can, you know, knock that off for the third, fourth, or fifth grader in your life. Hey, hey, <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. 
Um, okay, so now let's get into uh, the kind of nitty gritty stuff. You, you talked about finding an agent. So what goes into, you know, publishing a book and getting it distributed? Can you talk to us about that? Sure. So um, I went to, I went the self-publishing route because I really just wanted to push it and control the, my own story. So there are all these companies that um, really, I think, have come out and I think it depends. You, you as the author, have to decide and make a, a declarative um, decision of in terms of what you're looking to do. So there's some companies that are out there that let you, you know, do everything suit to nuts. There are other companies that are out there that literally take your idea, take your text, and you just work with them. They're like an ad hoc um, design company so that you can you know, do your illustrations, your editing, et cetera. So I really would think the first step would be for you as the author to figure out what is important to you and what it is you're trying to achieve. Um, I think, you know, essentially, um, you know, for those who would like to go the traditional route, what I did and what I tried to do was send a bunch of letters out to a bunch of different agents from all over New York DC from small publishing houses to big publishing houses and the market is so saturated and what I think is so great about publishing now is that literally the internet is here so it's like the great equalizer in mm -hmm. terms of choosing what you want to do and putting it out there mm -hmm. um, I think that in tandem with that and in connection with that outside of having an agent and or deciding what you want to do and, and how you want to publish your, your book in your story, you also should have a business plan and a marketing plan on how to do that. And there are all these different resources. Um, and there are a lot of nonprofits and NGOs that are out there that can help you and work with you to do all of that too. So you're not on your own. It's really just getting together, putting together a, a plan of action, just like you would for a business plan, right? You have an idea for a business, you you figure out, okay, this is what I want to do. And then you have a three to six month execution timeline. And then you figure out, okay, from there, where do you want to take it? So it's really and truly kind of taking and marking down this, the steps of what you're trying to achieve. See people, and this is why I talk about Boston Latin School, Summa Supreme Smart. Like you do, you wouldn't think that writing a book and getting it out there is the same as running a business, but it is. You're just like having to have that business plan, having to have those those anchor things um, in place is what, you know, I really stress to people. So thank you for, you know, letting it be known. It's not just enough to have a compelling story. You have to have a plan to get that story in front of people's faces. Absolutely. And I, I will say that, you know, essentially in terms of trends and understanding your market, you know, and in terms of value, you know, a lot of what I see in terms of the readers, in terms of what's changing is that a lot of people are reading on their Kindle, they're reading to their kids on their Kindle. So going to the bookstore while you can get the store, the, the book in stores, it's really about online distribution. And the company that I worked with for my first book was really good in putting it out, out, out there to Amazon and kind of into Kindle and to all the different um, kind of distribution services that you would need um, or want for your traditional book. So um, I would add that as a, another thing to kind of figure out and look into, into in terms of the fine print. The other thing um, in terms of ownership and in, in terms of kind of the books, the book that I created for 
for my first book is that I own it. You know, it's mine. I um, really worked with um, just asking people for legal advice in terms of looking through the contract to make sure that, you know, it's my story, my book. I wasn't signing my life away. Like it's, again, it's really mine. So everything is mine, my idea. You were a, you were a studious business person. You read those contracts and you got a professional to read them over for you. So thank you for being responsible because so many people have been caught up because they didn't read the contract and you like maintained ownership of your intellectual property because you were so diligent. So kudos to you, Amelia. Thank you. And I think, you know, the other thing too, I think, you know, again, like you probably can attest to this in terms of business, like every story and every kind of um, path that you go down, you know, in terms of writing, like it's so interesting. Like it's never a straight line. It's always zigzag. You know, it's, it's a circle, it's a roundabout. But I think in terms of your end product, you have you own it and you have to be proud of it and that really impacts how you speak about it how you market it um and so you know i'm still pushing towards you know my dream and my goals and kind of where i would like to take it in terms of you know beth and and the stories um and also the other books that i have um you know i really am a believer in vision boarding so i think for anybody who is looking to write their own story um, and has a vision for what they're what they would like to achieve with their story. I always like to to I'm a visual person, so I always like to start with, okay, what's your vision for the book? And I don't think you should be afraid. You shouldn't be scared to think big. Um, I think you should also really sit down and say, okay, this is what I want to achieve in like the macro. How do what micro steps am I taking every day to get to that macro picture, right? And so for for me, I think people you know, always get overwhelmed by the idea of like writing a story. It's like, you know, people think they can, they can write a story and they, um, you know, turn into a New York Times bestseller, like the first, the first chance that they write a story. And, you know, sometimes I don't, you know, people are that lucky, but usually it takes um, steps. And so I always like to say to people, if they're interested in, in writing their story, whatever their story is to, to start with, writing down the, the plot and the story and kind of what they want to be told in the story. And once they kind of get to that, to that kind of framework in terms of framing their story, then I think it's a matter of, okay, now that you have a framework to work with, just write a couple of pages a day, two pages a day. And those two pages every day, if you're doing that for like four months, that turns into like almost a 200 page book, like, you know? And so it's, but you are taking the small steps to do it. And so I am, um, you know, I think my a professor of mine for my, for my grad program has always, it was interesting. I was writing my, um, I was doing a pro my project for my master's program and she had asked me, like, she's like, how do you eat an elephant, Amelia? And I'm just like, I don't eat elephant. I, I know you know I'm Haitian, but I don't eat elephant. Well, I'm sorry. Can you re repeat what she said to you? She said, how do you eat an elephant? And I'm like, okay. I, I'm not, I'm, I know I'm, I, I know I told you I'm Haitian, but I don't eat elephant. Like, I don't know if that's like, whatever. And so she's like, no, 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 you're not understanding. So how do you eat an elephant? And she, and she said, um, piece by piece. And I've always kind of take, take, took, took that advice and kind of applied it to everything that I do. Like you just, you, you have to kind of do things in pieces. Right. And knowing that, you know, at the end of the day, that that collective 
whole is going to look amazing. And so I think part of it is having a vision and a plan, but the other part is really just believing in yourself and really having a routine, um, you know, that, that helps you to build confidence. And I always say, you know, if, if your tribe is everything, like, you know, I have sisters who pray for me. I have, I have friends who I check in with who act as like my mini coaches and mentors. So I'm not doing everything in a vacuum. Um, but at the end of the day, I think you have to do the work. And that's the most important thing. You have to do the work. You have to believe in your dream and you have to make it happen. Um, you know, and I think that's kind of the crux of it. And I, I'm a huge person of faith. So I, I really am a, a big believer in meditation and prayer and really, you know, um, I, I, there's so many people that are, are rooting for me and I'm rooting for so many other people. I want people to succeed at the end of the day because when you win, I win. And so that's the, the crux of it as well. Aww, that's beautiful. Um, okay. So what, what is the vision that you have for um for your book series for you in general what where do you see what what is the ultimate dream or you know trajectory for 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 you or your book series or both i mean for me i i think for my book series i mean at the at the core of who i am as a person i'm a leader i'm a speaker and a storyteller that's who i am and so i think you know the ultimate dream for my children's series is that it turns into a New York Times bestseller and that millions of young girls and, and boys read it. And so that's a, that, that would be the ultimate win. I think additionally, I would love for it to be turned into like a YouTube series oh. or, um, or some you know, kind of televised series, whatever TV, whatever TV is for like kids now. Because I feel like, and I know this Probably is YouTube. But I feel like I feel like the TV that we watch today is our phone, and so the phone is now the TV, and the TV is kind of like what the radio was, which yeah. is kind of, and so it was. It's kind of like it's weird. So that's kind of a that's what I'm I'm hoping with my children's series, and I think with regards to um, my book. So I do want to you know I do want to publish the novel that I wrote about my sisters and how we grew up. Um, and hope, hopefully replicate that to into a series. Um, but you know, I am open because I really, I really just want to live out my purpose and really, I'm just trying to embrace being open about what it could possibly be. So we'll see. I mean, I'm, I'm so excited and it really brings me joy to write and to share. And so anytime I can, I can do that and I can read my poetry I can um, read my books to young girls and boys. That's what, that's what makes me happy. So I'm all about bringing more happy into my life. And that would be the ultimate dream um, for me. And then obviously, I think the, the full circle moment would be when I have a son or a daughter that I would be reading my books to my kids. So that, that's, that to me would be everything. Like I literally, like that's why I started it. Oh, that's a beautiful dream. And I wish you all of the success in achieving it. And I know you will because we went to an amazing high school and we got great skills. <laughs> yes. And we uh. Yes. Yes. We are black and talented and fabulous. That's what we are. That's right. Um, but but um, so where can people get your amazing book 
so they can get it for a gift for every child in their life. So you can visit my website, which is www.ameliaobberg.com. Um, and I can send you the link so you can link it up to the podcast. Mm -hmm. You can get it online at Barnes and Nobles or Amazon. Um, or oh, Apple. nice. And so, um, you know, it's, it's sold, you know, all over. So, um, so I can also send that to you as well. But, um, you know, if you want to talk to me or if I, I personally come out and read to, um, people. So if you, you know, if you, if a reader says to me, I want you to come to my house and read the, read my book to my friends, I do parties. I'll come and, and do that. Cause I just, I love interacting with young people and, and with, um, uh, with readers as a whole. So um, the best way to kind of interact with me is www.ameliaauburg.com. You can just fill in the um, form and I'll, I'll respond. And then obviously I'm on social media, um, on Instagram at, um, what is my Instagram? Oh my goodness. Auburg A. It's Auburg A, yeah. Auburg A. Um, and Twitter as well. So and that's all on my website. Okay, so I'm definitely, I'm going to put all of your information in the show notes, um, including send me the link for um, your book so that everybody can just click the link and go put it in that cart. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, thank you so much for telling us about you know, this amazing book that you've written. And I want you to leave um, upcoming authors with maybe one more piece of advice because, you know, you talked about believing in yourself, but maybe tell them what is, what did you find to be the one most difficult task and how did you overcome it? In getting so, I think in, it's, it probably is going to sound, you know, unbelievable, but I think the first difficult task is just starting like I, I and I, I say that only because I think people have a perception or a mindset of what you know writing should be and I just think that you relinquish that and you just start I think the other difficult thing um and I think this is something that you overcome is that people think that they don't have an interesting story and so people think oh well I'm not gonna I'm not gonna write it because you know at the end of the day I don't I don't, I don't have anything to share. And mm -hmm. so I think everyone has a story that is waiting to be told. And most stories aren't told because people get stuck in the waiting. So I think, in, I think um, those are the two most difficult things. So I just tell, you, you know, it's a mindset that I have something to share. I need to start now. And, you know, awesome. you never know until you try. So that's, that's kind of my, my, you know, take away for all those authors out there. Awesome. Okay. Um, so I'm going to, uh, well, thank you again, Amelia, for being here. I'm going to stop recording and we can chat a little bit after. <laughs> to all the aspiring authors out there, that one was for you. All of Amelia's information is in the show notes, including the link to purchase a gift for Beth for your kiddo or any young person in your life. As well, all of my contact info is in the notes if you have any business formation needs or if you want to attend my intellectual property webinar. Till next time, folks.